Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. <laughs> Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. On this week's show, we'll be hearing from award-winning Baltimore, Maryland, old-time and progressive bluegrass group, the Ken and Brad Kalodner Quartet, recorded live at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. Down in the vault, Mark Jones has found a great archival recording of Ozark Originals Bob and Kay Blair playing a traditional song, Mary of the Wild Moor. And author, folklorist, and songwriter Charlie Sandage discusses the literal and philosophical dilemma of low-water bridges. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. A couple of years ago, we were visited by a terrific old-time string band from Baltimore, Maryland called Charm City Junction, and we featured them on this show. Last year, the outstanding clawhammer banjo player from that band, Brad Kalodner, came through here with his father, Ken, and two other fine musicians. Here are some tunes we recorded from their live show.
I think in Baltimore, it was it was pretty uh, well. There's a, there's a long history of uh, especially bluegrass and old time, uh, but uh, most of it was sort of underground. So it's I think it's much more open today, uh, out in the open. And uh, you know we've we've Brad and I have worked hard to do that. We started an old time festival uh, last year, and uh, but but bluegrass has had a long history in the in the area. And I don't know if you want to talk about. Yeah, I've done a bit of research on the history yeah. of, of old time music and bluegrass in, in Baltimore. Bluegrass um, is interesting in Baltimore because a lot of folks from Appalachia moved to the cities looking for jobs in the concrete factory and. With their migration to the city, they brought music. But as my father said, it was a bit more underground. It was played in like smaller uh, like uh, bars or small clubs, and it wasn't out in the open like it is today. But there's a great scene there now, and we're really happy to be um, right there at the heart of it, organizing events and bringing people together around the music. And because of its proximity to the mountains and other big East Coast cities, it's a really great place for this music to grow.
And we'll also hear uh, in the performance this evening, and we heard this afternoon, the Ambira. Right. So I, I was out in the West Coast in uh, Oregon, and I saw this guy playing this bizarre instrument. Um, and uh, it turns out it's, it's called a hammered Ambira. And, okay. and this guy had the idea to capture the sound of the African instrument known as an mbira, M-B-I-R-A, also known as kalimba. Many people know it as the thumb piano. That's well, right. I was going to say, yeah, yes. Yeah, thumb piano. And uh, he uh, decided to try and capture the sound of the instrument in the layout of a hammered dulcimer. So it's, it's basically a hammered dulcimer with metal rods. And uh, it sounds a little bit like uh, an mbira and the steel drum kind of all mixed together. It has crazy overtones, and it's, it's so much fun to play. We started playing around actually with the gourd banjo. It's going to say. And that sound was just magical. Gourd yeah. banjo and the hammered and beer. And hammered and yeah, beer. Right. Yeah. So we really embraced that combination. Yeah.
And uh, I was, I had finished college and I was just ready to embark on a PhD program at Johns Hopkins in a field called epidemiology and public health. Epidemiology is the study of what causes disease. And I just picked up the fiddle at the beginning of my graduate school uh, days. And by the time I finished, I was playing fiddle and hammer dulcimer. And I had always loved bluegrass and old time and not really even knowing what the differences were in, in the styles and, and Celtic music, Irish music. And, and um, after college, I said, uh, you know, maybe I'll pick up the fiddle. And so I started to teach myself and then found the hammer dulcimer a couple years later. So that was, let's see, it was 23 when I started to play the fiddle. And I'm now 65, so I'd have to do the math. But I guess in the early 80s is when I started uh, to play seriously wow, and, that and picked is, up the hammer dulcimer. That is late. Yeah, uh, it's, it's that is a late. really late bloomer. Yeah, it is. It is late. Yeah, and that's how I felt like my entire career. I was trying to play catch up.
That was the Ken and Brad Kalodner Quartet, playing some hot old-time tunes. We started out with a great minor fiddle tune, and followed by a medley of Coleman's March and Snake River Reel. After that, we heard an original song, The Swift House, and they ended that set with The Rich Man Blues. Let's take a short break. When we come back, it'll be time for my weekly trip down to the vault to see the devilishly handsome Mr. Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. As I warned you earlier, it's time for a visit to the vault where my buddy Mark Jones keeps track of all our recordings over the years. Let's go down and see him right now. Hello, Mark. Hi, Dave. Come on in. Make yourself at home. Well, I will. I Boy, shelves and shelves. It's amazing how much stuff you got down here. I got more stuff than Carter's got liver pills. Well, you know, a lot of times you pick stuff out. Let, let me pick something out today. All Let's right. see what you got. Uh, oh, ah, this oh, one you says... you don't want that one. No, <laughs> it says Bob... And Kay Blair on it. Ah, you li- do want that? I one. do. Let's let's. What have you got here? What is it? Well, this is a uh, collection of Bob and Kay Blair, and you know Kay's voice is just all through the years. It's just been beautiful, and it still is today. One of my favorite singers is Kay. Yeah, and Bob played some of the best rhythm that landed behind Kay's vocal that I ever heard. I th- it's a great recording. It's Mary of the Wildmore. Oh, one of the old uh, child ballads. That's that's an old, old song. Come goes back to England, probably from the, I don't know, 1400s, I suppose. It's real old. Yeah, it's a nice song. Would you like to hear that? I would love to hear it. All right. Was on one cold wintry night and the winds blew across the wild moor. Poor Mary came wandering home with her child till she came to her own father's door. Oh, father, dear father, she cried, please come down and open the door. I've a child in my arms who will perish and die by the winds that blow across the wild moor. But the old man was deaf to her cries Not a sound of her voice did he hear And the watchdog did howl And the village bells tolled And the winds blew across the wild moor Oh, how the old man did feel When he came to the door the next morn 
very found Mary dead, but the child still alive, closely wrapped in his dead mother's arms. In anguish he tore his gray hair, and the tears down his cheeks they did pour. When he saw how that night she had perished and died by the winds that blow across the wild moor. The old man in grief pined away, and the child to his mother went soon. And no one, they say, has been back to this day, and the cottage to ruin has gone. But the villagers point out the spot where the willows droop over the door. Saying here Mary died Once a gay village bride By the winds that blow across the wild moor Oh boy, that Kay could flat out sing now. What a voice. Yeah, great voice. And both of them were just good people. Bob was a really interesting guy, as I recall. He was a man of the woods. He knew everything. He could tell you any plant, any animal. He was a top-notch turkey hunter and deer hunter, and he sure knew his way around in the woods. He sure did. Yeah, he's passed on now, but Kay's still around and still singing and still got a lovely voice. She does. She does. Dave, I'm so glad you came down here to see me. Me too, and thanks for letting me look around here and pick that out. That's a dandy tune. Thank you, Dave. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. The band we're featuring this week won first place in the Neo-Traditional Band Contest at the Appalachian String Band Festival in Clifftop, West Virginia in the summer of 2019. It consists of the extraordinary hammer dulcimer player Ken Kalodner and his son Brad, who's one of the best clawhammer banjo players around. They're joined by bassist Alex Lacamont and the dynamic multi-instrumentalist Rachel Eddy on fiddle and guitar. They released their fourth studio album, Stony Run, in March 2020.
so what I saw was uh, uh, Brad came to a music camp with me in Maine and uh, was going to. Uh, he signed up for the penny whistle and uh, harmonica. Kind of innocuous. Well, instruments yeah. you could stick in your pocket yeah. and voice, you know. And then the penny whistle class was full, so he ended up taking the, the banjo class with this guy, Richie Stearns, a great old time banjo player. And uh, and at, at the end of the week, he he said, uh, you know, I think I want to continue with banjo, so. We, a friend, uh, I, I borrowed a banjo from a, a friend and uh, went all through high school and um, the end of high school, rather, and then through college. And uh, I remember specifically having a conversation with my wife when Brad sort of announced that he wanted to pursue music and she was kind of nervous about it. And I said, no, I think I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be really good. And um, so, yeah, I, I can remember that discussion and and. Uh, uh, and I worked out. Yeah. It did. It yeah. did quite well. Darkness rose 
away It's gone away In yesterday And I find myself on the mountainside Where the rivers change direction Across the great divide It's gone away In yesterday Yeah, I was actually a sports kid and really into like the Orioles. You know, we're from Baltimore. I just wanted to be like the play-by-play announcer for the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. When yeah. I was a little kid, you know, and so I went to school in Ithaca, uh, New York, at Ithaca College, and studied in their broadcast journalism program, and um, was always interested in being a broadcaster and did all you know writing for the newspaper working for the the tv station at the college i I hosted a radio program at the school uh which was a folk music program as i was just starting to get into playing banjo when i was a senior in high school um and so this music of course has always been in my peripheries and i've grown up listening to it whether i like it or not um (laughs) and at a certain point I, i i fell in love with the banjo uh as i started to play it with other friends and um, the social component of the music is really what hooked me. And then just kind of decided at one point, uh, I guess I just love playing music more, and that's what I wanted to pursue, and my parents were supportive of that, and here I am today, touring around, playing music full-time with my dad and with Charm City Junction. Thank you. 
minimal uh, in the sense that there was never a time where I, my sister is a couple years younger. Uh, neither of us felt like it was being pressed on us that we participate. That said, the music was around. You know, it was, it was always they, around. They, there were lessons in the living room every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was not an intentional pressure, but there certainly was a presence that could not be missed in the house uh, eventually he was kicked out to the garage where there's now a music <laughs> <It's> studio <true. laughs> that they've converted into a, a lesson space um, but that was my mom's decision probably more so than ours but we, wouldn't, know, we, we wouldn't still be married I yeah, think, we, <laughs> moving we, into the garage <laughs> we appreciated the music uh, my sister played a little bit more than i did when i was growing up she played fiddle and, and i played cello so i was still playing music but um, no, I didn't feel any any pressure. I imagine um, it I was never have slowly seeping in though. C- certainly, I mean, being around the music every day uh, gave me a, a great foundation. Yeah, I'd, I'd never really um, felt like I was there was any pressure. been listening to more fine music from the Ken and Brad Kalodner Quartet. They started that set out with a hot instrumental tune, Possum on a Rail, and followed that with a song by the late California singer-songwriter Kate Wolf, Across the Great Divide. They then gave us Bowling Green, and we faded out with an original, The Reunion. When we come back after the break, our friend Charlie Sandage will discuss a problem many of us in the Ozarks have to deal with. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. This week's guest host, Charlie Sandage, is no stranger to the hazards posed by Arkansas's rural roads. Here's Charlie. I used to live in a hollow here in the eastern reaches of the Arkansas Ozarks, and the road to our place led over a low water bridge. In case that's not something you know, a low water bridge, it's a roadbed built over a large culvert right down at the level of the stream you're crossing. Normally, the creek flows just below your tire tracks or maybe an inch or two above them. When the creek is up, you watch carefully and gauge the depth before crossing. When it's really up, you just don't cross. And if you've lived in that place for any time at all, you know when it's time to take the long way around so you don't cross any low water bridge. Here's my point. A low water bridge makes you stop and pay attention. If you're sailing along on the highway well above the water, you don't have to know whether your creek is up or down, clear or muddy, clean or full of trash, or maybe changing since the last time you noticed in some important way that could affect your life. A lot of folks these days live disconnected from earth and sky and dirt and water and trees and grass, or so they think. Most of our grandparents, especially those who lived in places like the Ozark Hills or Delta River Bottoms, knew when a storm was coming or when it hadn't rained enough, when the southwest wind was promising springtime or the northwest wind was carrying the first hint of winter chill. They needed to know because they lived each moment connected with the part of creation they depended on for, well, for just about everything. And since they knew, they could get ready do what needed to be done. It's easy to think dirt and water and wind don't matter to us when we're in these bubbles we call houses, cars, offices, and stores. It only takes a moment when we stop and reflect to know what a mistake it is to let ourselves think that way. One moment. That's just about how long you have to slow down and pay attention before you cross a low water bridge. And if we take in that moment, we might remember that it's in our own interest to take care of the creek that crosses that low water bridge and everything else that naturally surrounds it. Maybe we need more such bridges and not just in creeks that flow out of remote Ozark hollows just to help us stay in touch with the piece of earth we walk on. Besides that, nothing eases the tension our hectic way of life accumulates like pausing on a low water bridge, maybe even rolling down the windows and killing the engine, and listening while the creek just under your window washes away the day's accumulated aggravations. Maybe I'll go visit the old place tomorrow just to see how the creek's running. Thanks, Charlie. In addition to performing and teaching, Ken and Brad Kalodner are avid supporters and developers of the old-time music community in their hometown of Baltimore. Ken and Brad founded the wildly popular Baltimore Old Time Jam, a bi-weekly gathering of dozens of musicians. And in 2013, Brad spearheaded the launch of the bi-monthly Baltimore Square Dances. Let's close out this week's show with some more good tunes from the quartet.
But uh, in terms of our, our like our repertoire, we we don't necessarily limit it to purely old time music. It's really fun to try other textures and other sonic atmospheres with these unusual instruments. You know, it's really exciting for us to try to um, discover new sounds and new interpretations of these old melodies that have been around for many generations. So usually it's just like a tune that strikes our, you know, fancy and we just start learning it on our own independently. I'd say very rarely do we hear a tune together and then both think, oh, this could be a great tune for our combination. Usually it's just like one of us uh, hearing a song or a tune and then just trying it out um, with with each of us um, with our different instruments, you know, because I play banjo and gourd banjo and some fiddle, you know, and, and other things. And my father plays, you know, the, the fiddle and the dulcimer and the embira. There's many different ways that we can combine those to fit a song that maybe is really exciting to us. Right. And sometimes the tune will start out as one combination and, and we'll shift to another combination and realize this is where it belongs.
I tell him what to do, and then he does it. <laughs> I probably tell tell him what to do more. Really. He does actually. I probably boss <laughs> I him around. <laughs> I think uh, it's it's a good question. You know, it's not something that I consciously think about much, but because we do this for a living, we take it very seriously, and in the sense that we don't, I don't know, we try to still keep our like business caps on and make sure that we're always very professional and. It doesn't always feel like it's a father-son dynamic in that way, and it's just we're just more like you know good partners for this uh, endeavor. Yeah, I think I think Brad, what Brad said is is accurate. Well, I bet there's a lot of people that will be listening to this to think there's no way on earth I could be in a band with my father. Right. <laughs> right? And vice versa, hey, probably. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, we have a lot of similar interests outside of music, it's too, true. so it makes yes. it really easy to just socially and whatever. And, and, and I am very fortunate to have a good relationship with both my parents, and yeah. uh, it works out well being able to spend time together on stage and off stage.
Thank you very much. We're the Ken and Brad Quartet. Thanks for having us. Father and son Ken and Brad Kalodner, with help from Alex Lacamont and Rachel Eddy. We faded in with an original tune, Wisteria, then heard Black-Eyed Susie, and wound up with an old-time fiddle medley, Old Yellow Dog, and Sandy Boys. There's loads of information about the Kalodners on the web and some good videos as well. This is your host, Dave Smith, saying thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.